Hey there, you're listening to Starting the Conversation, the podcast which is all about communicating the real-life narrative of being an entrepreneurial woman. I'm your host, Alice Burnham, and if you're ready to be inspired and fall one step closer to your dream career, then keep on listening. Welcome to episode number seven within this podcast series. In today's episode, I had the total pleasure of sitting down with Emma and talking more to her. And Emma is the founder of Girl Got Faith. And if you haven't already come across Girl Got Faith, it's a multi-award winning teen girl's guide to faith, beauty, and lifestyle. And yes, I did just copy that summary off their Instagram bio because I think it perfectly sums up what they do. And Emma first started Girl Got Faith after she noticed a total lack of relevant, topical and faith-based content for teenage girls. And I was so interested to sit down in conversation with her and hear more about her story, kind of her heart behind what Girl Got Faith is, what it actually looks like in the background and what that process has been like for Emma personally. If you're curious to know more about her story, or perhaps even just learn about how she's managed to grow and serve a team of 18 writers, which I think is incredible, you are going to love this episode. So let's keep listening and dive into this conversation. Emma, just to start us off, tell us a bit more about what you do, what your passions are, what your job is, those kind of things. Okay, so um, I run a website called Girl Got Faith, um, which is an online magazine for teenage Christian girls covering faith, beauty, and lifestyle. Um, So I do that in my spare time, so weekends, evenings, um, and I have a team of about 18 writers. All of us are volunteer. We just do it when we can because we love it. Um, And full-time, nine to five, I work for an international development agency. Wow, you have a lot going on. Even then when you said you have 18 people on your team, I was like, oh my word, that is like an army of people. (laughs) I love it. I'm the great people though, so it's okay. Fantastic. There's so much behind things, isn't there? It's never just one person or just what it looks like. There's always so much work that goes into that. Um, So what's your journey been with starting Girl Got Faith? Because obviously you've got a full-time job, you've got a lot of stuff going on. So naturally, probably a lot of people wouldn't think to start up this big side project. So what was that story for you? Well, yeah, I think when I started it, I didn't see it as like, this big thing I didn't ever think it was gonna be I wouldn't even say now it's like a big thing but it's just a good thing um but yeah I I just always saw it as like a little side project a hobby a passion um but it all started because basically I was writing my own blog for a while which I was pretty rubbish at um but every now and then I would get a few kind of teenage girls sending me messages asking me questions about faith and life and all that kind of stuff and I thought like why are you asking me like don't you have anyone else that you could ask or speak to and then um i was kind of always a bit cautious about giving advice to people when i don't know them personally so i wanted to um basically find a website or something that i could direct them to um for them to get this kind of information so i was searching online and i just couldn't find anything that i felt was really like good for this generation there was a lot of stuff kind of like American websites and nothing wrong with Americans Um, (laughs) but just just like just a bit cheesy and a bit young or targeted at youth leaders but nothing was going to be captivating for the 21st century teenage girl Um, and I thought why has nobody done anything this is so bad Um, and I didn't for a moment think that I should do anything and then I kind of had that 
click where you're like, yep, okay, I need to do something about this. So um, I just decided, okay, I'm going to start my, I'm just going to stop my doing my own blog and I'm just going to do this one instead. So in a way, I kind of just saw it as a little blog at the beginning. Um, but just as I kind of spoke to God about it more and I don't know, I guess it just developed into something that was more of a platform and a website than just a small blog. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. And I think that's almost sometimes turns it on its head because I think for a lot of people, they have these big dreams of making these big companies or nonprofits or charities. And then it's kind of their journey to getting it that big. But almost for you, you started it with like, I don't know what this is going to be. I don't really have these kind of big ideas of building anything, but actually it has built into that, which I think yeah. is such an interesting way of how you've done that, I think. I really love that. Over kind of the two plus years that you've been run, running Girl Got Faith, what has a highlight been for you? What was kind of one moment where you're like, yes, this is amazing? Um, so our first birthday event was like amazing. I loved it so much because it was one of those things where we'd only been running for one year and it was already way beyond what I ever expected it could possibly be. Um, and we just had a little event at um, a cafe called Kahila in Shoreditch, um, which is also a church. Um, and we hired it out and we just had such a lovely evening of just meeting loads of people and chatting and there was music and it just like in that moment, I was like, this is a real thing. Like it's yeah. a physical thing. And there's something about doing stuff online where it feels so fleeting because you're kind of like, oh, this I could just delete this at any moment if I wanted to. And, like, we could just pretend it never existed. It's a weird feeling, isn't it, of, like, it's just a click of a button. Yeah, like, everything you've built and spent time, you could just delete. But, mm -hmm. yeah. You're not going to do that. <laughs> no. But then when I actually, like, met people face-to-face -face and we had, like, our graphics up, places and it just it was so real and I was like wow this is it now I can't stop um mm -hmm. so yeah I love that there's there's been so many good moments so many good moments and obviously there's so much involved in we're starting a business and kind of particularly digital platforms there's so much to learn how did you find that process oh man it was so hard so I'm not like digital savvy I'm not a graphic designer I'm not a website designer um and they were all the big hurdles that I had to jump over pretty quickly um so initially I started Girl Got Faith by basically I just had a WordPress and I downloaded a theme template and it took me about three months to work out how to upload this template onto the website I love it <laughs> It's just overwhelming and I cried and I was like how do I design a logo how do I do all this stuff um and then yeah it just kind of I just asked lots of people I YouTubed a lot of stuff YouTube tutorials saved my life and now I would say that I'm actually really digital savvy and I think I'm quite good at design <laughs> nice it's good that you've kind of it's taken you on that journey it hasn't just built girl got faith it's kind of built your repertoire and things that you know as well <laughs> exactly but also actually I it's okay to not be good at stuff so I know that I'm not the best ever at design stuff or whatever but I I try my best and I did a lot with Girl Got Faith but then I've had people that have come on board on t on the team with Girl Got Faith who are just insanely good graphic design 
Um, and it's about being able to step aside and allow other people when they've got clear gifts and skills that are way better than yours to just be humble to be like yeah you go for it you do it instead Mm -hmm. yeah and you can tell even from kind of briefly looking at your website and your blog it's such a collaboration what you do and how did you find that transition of it kind of being your baby and the thing that you were working on to actually allowing people into that what was that process like for you because it can't always be easy letting people in obviously like you said when people have kind of got skills that maybe aren't your strengths yeah what was that like for you yeah that's like I actually grappled with that for a while um, because you are so precious over it because you're like, I put in all these all these hours and all this time and all this prayer and thought into this thing um, because you, when you start, you will start alone like more often than not. And I think it takes a while to be able to release it. And I think it was when I, I was praying one time and I really felt, like the sense that this is going to outlive me like do I want to create something that's for my lifetime for me or am I creating something that's for the next generation and is going to outlive me and in that moment I was like do you know what that's what I want to do I don't want to just do something that's for me because that's rubbish when I die it dies and who wants that it's so true (laughs) but yeah I just kind of felt like yeah So I've always, since then, I've seen it as I'm simply laying the foundations for something that's going to be incredible in the future. And I just see this whole season now as laying foundations. And I think, like, getting other people involved makes that process so much more fun. And I think when you don't take it to, like, take it seriously if you're starting something because it's serious to hold something that God's given you and honor that. But also don't take it too seriously in the sense of being really precious over it and yeah not being able to share it out and make it better and really every moment that I've opened it up a little bit to allow somebody else to kind of give their wisdom or their skills it's just got even better and so I've kind of learned through that that yeah this can only be a good thing. Mm, And that's so true I love what you said about how you want it to outlive you and how actually you want to create something that has longevity to it and doesn't just exist kind of when you're working on it and when you're doing it, but actually it's something bigger than that. And I just think that's incredible. And with kind of having obviously 18 writers on your team, I'm sure other photographers, graphic designers, website people that help you out. How have you found that? How did you kind of recruit people? How do you find managing so many people at once? And obviously they're volunteers. So what does that look like for you? Um, Well, I guess because we're all volunteers, I, I feel like it's more of like a peer-to-peer thing. So I don't feel like I'm a manager or a boss or anything at all. I just feel like I've got this thing and I'm like, come and do it with me rather than being like, I've got this thing and you're going to do this and mm-hmm. that and you need to do it. So it's a re- I don't know, it's a weird one. I think it's important to... I guess I've always wanted to not feel too much like I'm managing people or bossing people around, but yeah, that they're just contributing to a shared dream and a shared passion. Um, But then at the same time, you do have to have structure and because it's unhelpful for people if you're never giving any kind of guidance or advice or whatever. Um, So I think I've always had really clear guidelines that I've set from the beginning. So in terms of recruitment, it's really straightforward um so I just put a little 
thing on the website which was when I really needed help <laughs> just saying um if you want to write for Girl Got Faith drop me an email um just saying what one thing that you love about Girl Got Faith and why you'd want to write for it so just like a couple sentences like I don't want to be reading really long essays of like people's passions for teenagers which is obviously amazing but I haven't really got very much time. Yep. So I just wanted kind of something short and sweet, but to know that the people who are saying they want to write actually know what it is. Um, and then also so that they've got some kind of structure and understanding of what I'm expecting. Like I'm expecting people to be passionate about it and I'm expecting people to be familiar with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, I just let them know a little bit about me, a little bit about what is expected. So um, I give them a brief kind of overview that we release articles three times a week. We ask writers to um, produce two articles a month. So it's really achievable. So it's like one article every other week. And we say maximum 400 words. Um, So just have really clear pointers that make it quite flexible and quite um, easy to be involved with, but Mm. not too restricting. Um, So, yeah, and by doing that, I I don't think I've ever said no to anyone. I think literally everyone I've just said, yeah, cool. Because I think, like, no matter what someone's level is at writing it's not about that it's about their heart and I like I I did a journalism degree and I'm probably not the best writer but I know that I can edit and I just think well if someone sends something and there's like loads of spelling mistakes and whatever that's fine like I can just edit it so that's mainly what I do now is a lot of editing and I love that it's like you're making what you're doing so accessible for people to join in with but still in such a kind of gentle and kind way ensuring that it fits in with your vision and what you're doing I think that's such a creative way of doing that and of engaging people in that way and obviously this podcast talks a lot about kind of the reality of what it looks like to be entrepreneurial to kind of run a business I know you might not see it as a business but kind of run your project um is there something that was kind of expectation versus reality that was a real kind of shock to you when you started Girl Got Faith yeah so definitely an expectation versus reality moment was when I quit my job um to basically give myself an opportunity like a a career break as such and <laughs> um, to have a few months off to just really um put time into Girl Got Faith and when I did that I was like oh my gosh self-employed life is gonna be epic <laughs> listening to like Fifth Harmony work from home all day like this is great yeah. I'm living the dream um I just thought it was going to be absolutely amazing like waking up having bounds of energy every day and being in your home office and having the light streaming through the windows and eating your breakfast at your table and all that kind of stuff which is great um but I pretty soon realized that I needed money to survive and um, Girl Got Faith doesn't produce an income uh, from of which we give wages or anything like that. Um, so yeah, so I was like, oh man, I need a job. So I started um, making these little leaflets that I was posting in my neighbor's doors about dog walking. So I just advertised myself <laughs> as a dog walker. I love which, it. It was so fun. 
Um, and then I needed a bit more money. And then so I got a job at the gym. And then before I knew it, basically every week, I was writing myself a to-do list of things that I needed to do for Girl Got Faith as though I had full-time hours, like 40, 45 hours a week. And then when I took away all the times when I was working and having to do other things, I was like, oh, my gosh, I've got three hours left. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No! And just trying to squeeze all this stuff into such a short space of time. And I was like, this isn't what it's meant to be. This Mm -hmm. isn't what I expected it to be. But you know what? That's just the reality of life. And I think no matter where you're at, like there's always more that can be done or there's always more that you need to do. And we just busy ourselves all the time. And obviously I did need to be busy working to have money. Um, But yeah, that was that was definitely a big wake up call. Mm -hmm. And I think such a good thing to address that actually you can't just suddenly wake up with this dream, do it. And it's going to create this kind of Instagram worthy life. And it's going to make you all this money because obviously that's not the heart of Girl Got Faith, but it, yeah. you've kind of still got to live a life. So I love that you, like, I think I was following you on Instagram at the time and you just kept walking all these dogs and I was like, this is brilliant. <laughs> but even that, everyone was like, oh my gosh, that's so fun that you're a dog walker. And I'm like, yeah, but I get like 10 pounds a dog and I have two dogs. <laughs> But it's such a good like story to have your name. I think that's just so funny. It's the kind of thing that you can tell to like your kids later on. Like this time I really needed money. So I was a dog walker and we made it work. (laughs) I have lots of good dog walking stories as well. I'll save that for another time. But one involved a dog jumping through a tiny hole in a fence that I couldn't fit through. (gasps) Yeah, that's TBC. So maybe the dog walking career is on pause for now. Not quite a long term (gasps) career option. (laughs) that was so unintended but a beautiful moment (laughs) so just going off the back of that is there kind of giving the topic over to you is there anything else that has kind of been a really steep learning curve for you or something that you've really learned through starting and kind of continuing Girl Got Faith um yeah I think it kind of goes back a bit to what we spoke about before in terms of just being able to release your dream and your vision and allow other people to be a part of it Um, because I think yeah I guess our natural inclination is to be quite selfish and to want to do everything by ourselves so that we can be this Beyonce like I've done it all everybody look at me but actually like that's not what we're called to as Christians we're called to live in community and Um, to help one another and build one another up and I think the more that I ask other people to help me the more I learn that I also need to help others and I think sometimes when we're in this kind of entrepreneurial life or we've got all these ideas and these great business things going on it does become very like self-centered my life's all about me and it's so important for us to continue that calling to live in community and actually help other people and open our eyes to what's going on around us and a friend that may need help moving house or someone that needs a babysitter or whatever and because I think sometimes we can get just so overwhelmed with everything that's on our plate that we forget that other people exist and I think that's never the way that it's meant to be so that's been definitely a learning curve for me because it's just so easy to become overwhelmed and a bit selfish Mm -hmm. and had to really try like I actually wrote myself a list on my phone about how to be less selfish so I like gave myself things that I could do every week like call 10 people and 
I just like writing stuff down. Um, and just when someone speaks to me, I try and like take little notes afterwards so that I'm like, I remember what they said and I can check up on them and ask mm-hmm. them because otherwise it just like vanishes from my brain. I've got so much other stuff in there. <laughs> yeah. And when you have, I guess, a job that's so kind of, it's your passion and it's what you love and it's what wakes you up in the morning. So actually taking time from that is probably quite difficult. So how do you find that balance? Because obviously when you love what you do, it's really difficult to intentionally stop doing it. And if you're doing a full-time job, running Girl Got Faith, how do you find time to switch off and kind of relax if you yeah, do? It's difficult because I feel like I often end up relaxing in the moments that I shouldn't be relaxing. And then I'm like not relaxing in the moments that I should, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, it's, it always seems to be when I've got loads of work to do, I just watch Netflix. <laughs> And then when <laughs> when things are a bit more calm and like it's a great time to push on and do more work, then I'm just like I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm such a procrastinator. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It is really difficult to find time for stuff. I try now. I work full time, so I work nine to five. I have a really long commute, so my commute is about an hour and forty minutes each way. Um, oh my word! That's like three and a half hours on a train every don't. day. <laughs> I try and not add up. <laughs> if I don't add it up, then it means it's okay. Not, so it's fine. We'll forget that. Um, but yeah, I try trying to utilize that time. So I guess doing emails and stuff when I can and. Um, utilizing the time when your brain is active in different ways so my friend was teaching me about this the other day and she was saying you have to know when your creative moment is for some people that's at night time and for others it's in the morning and you need to prioritize your creative hours with creativity and not pile it in with like emails and the mundane or admin or whatever and I know that my creative time is definitely the morning so if there's anything I ever need to write or think about I'll do that in the morning on my train on the way to work and then on the way home from work I'll do the things like emails and editing and stuff like that Mm -hmm. that's so good I think it's so important especially when you've got so much going on to be aware of of when's the right time to work and is that something that you kind of communicate when you're I guess leading or working with your team do you gather as a team what's kind of the way that you because I guess having 18 people working probably in different places across the UK how do you kind of work to create community within your team yeah it's difficult because yeah we are based all over the UK um I try and send a regular like a regular team update so often we'll have young girls who have been reading Girl Got Faith and watching videos and stuff, they will send us like encouragement and gratefulness and all that. So I always share it with the writers just to encourage them that what they're doing is having an impact. Um, So I try and do that monthly. Um, And then my aim is to always have like regular team meetups, but it never happens. Like I am so unorganized. And I think my worst thing ever is organizing events and people. I'm just so rubbish at it. <laughs> um, but we have got a team meetup coming up in March. Yes, um, I so, so hope that happens. <laughs> yeah, so we're just going to like hang out. Um, we're probably going to, yeah, just chat, like get to know one another better. Because um, no one really knows each other. Everyone's kind of individuals that have joined us on the journey. Um, play some games, maybe have a bit of time with prayer into what's coming up for Girl Got Faith um but yeah so that's I guess how I would 
gather the team, um, but I don't do it as well as what I could. My main way is basically I just follow everyone on Instagram. Nice. And just watch keep double tapping. That's the 21st century way. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And I think that must have been a real learning curve for you, like kind of obviously not managing because they've not got kind of a nine to five job with you, but actually just almost keeping on top of 18 different sets of job roles and people. Has that been something that came naturally to you? Is that something that you really had to learn as you went along? Um, I think I quite, I, I don't know. I, I naturally like, leading I think I don't well, actually I don't know if I like it but I feel like I naturally go that way and then sometimes I'm like oh, I can't do this um, but I think yeah that's probably my natural way to go but um, in terms of like managing and stuff it's really weird because my way of relationship with people is very relational if that makes sense uh-huh. I always feel so weird about like asking anyone to do anything or whatever if I'm not first asking them how they are and keeping up with their life a little bit um and I feel like personal relationship is so important to me and actually for every single one of my writers I care about them before I care about Girl Got Faith like I love Girl Got Faith don't get me wrong absolutely love it obviously but I know that God has brought them on this journey like I've not got them Mm -hmm. and like I don't know I've not worked hard to get these people I know that God has given them to me and their unique gifts and talents and all the stuff that they bring I'm like this can only be ordained by God and so I see my role as more kind of looking out for them on a personal level Mm. as well as for what they can do for Girl Got Faith but I think if I look after them first and foremost and I'm checking in on how they are and actually praying for them when I say that I'm going to pray for them and then everything else kind of follows if they're doing well and they're feeling good and they're loving God and they're still feeling passionate then what they're going to produce will be like 10 times more amazing than if they're just burnt out and feeling used and Mm -hmm. I love that and almost it's that idea of being a friend and I guess a big sister before you're anything else to them and having that as the priority in your relationship yeah it's really cool um, so talking, I guess there've been quite a few questions about kind of how logistically Girl Got Faith works. Uh, let's talk about kind of like your big dreams for Girl Got Faith. So how many years has it been running now? So it's been running for two years, just over two years. Which is very exciting. What are your big, I guess, your audacious dreams for Girl Got Faith over the next few years? What would they be? Uh, my dreams for Girl Got Faith, I guess, yeah, like I said before, my big dream, like my big vision is that it outlives me. So that's the vision. Um, but then I guess the dream and the vision as well is that there will be girls all over the UK and maybe Europe as well um, that are so strong in their identity and who they are in God. Um and there, someone actually had a picture about a year ago that the a kind of prophecy picture um, of kind of loads of um, street lamps going on, um, like turning on all around the UK. And it was just lighting up this map of the UK. And they were saying that's like the girls who are your audience. They're 
their little lights that are lighting up all around the UK and they're going to light up their towns, they're going to light up their areas. And actually, I'm so excited to see the impact that those girls, that I don't even know, that I probably will never even meet, Mm. but to hear about the impact that they're going to have on their towns and cities and wonder, I wonder if that was because of Girl Got Faith. I wonder if they read something that inspired them. So that's like the big dream that's kind of unmeasurable. Um, But then, um, so we've got other stuff coming up. So um, we launched a YouTube channel uh, in the summer last year and we did a pilot kind of few episodes. Um, And we're going to be coming back with that in March, which is going to be exciting. yeah it's really good um and we also do sessions in schools um so we do sessions on self-esteem body image and social media so we would love to do more of that um I think just we still feel so in the foundational stages of everything that the dream is to just keep existing Uh (laughs) um but to do everything well and I think with a team of a lot of people there's always so many ideas and that's amazing and I think we just want to always keep fresh and keep on that and keep dreaming and just do whatever we can with what we've got um but yeah it'd be just it would be amazing I guess one day to have more funding to be able to do more stuff and I would love to be able to put on events for girls that are free for them to come to I would love to be able to just do stuff that I'm like this is funded by people that care about you that are older and they're adults and they want you to be here because they know it's going to help you Hmm. but you don't pay a thing and I would love that that's my vision but it's hard to get that to happen (laughs) yeah but it takes a lot of it's a load of years of work isn't it it's all the kind of stuff that you're putting in now to grow that audience and to kind of build what you're doing that will I reckon you'll be there I think that's really exciting I love that (laughs) (laughs) And you mentioned there about having kind of such a big team of kind of content creators and I guess authors of what you do. There's so many ideas flying around. Um, And when we spoke uh, before this podcast, you mentioned that one of the challenges you face is obviously when you're owning something, you can have so many ideas flying around your head of want to do this, this, this. And actually, sometimes I think it's quite hard, particularly kind of for us as a generation, just to hone in on one thing and stick to it and say, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to kind of do that. So how... I guess, did you find it when you first started off just kind of saying, no, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to carry on. I'm going to be consistent. That's kind of helped you to grow up where it is today. Yeah. I tell you, we're totally an ideas generation, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we we just, just go from one thing to another. We're just like, duh, duh, duh. yeah, we have about 400 ideas a second, which is amazing because we're so creative. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's so hard to narrow yourself down to one or one specific vision or mission um and I think at first I just said yes to everything and I was like I'll do this I'll do that oh whatever and I started to realize that it was all the things that I was saying yes to that weren't really a priority were having an impact on the things that were a priority but sometimes you don't know what the priority is until you say yes to a lot of stuff that isn't your priority yeah because totally that's so hard. Like, if somebody says to you, "What's your priority?" and list them in order of ten, you'll want everything to be at number one. You'll try and list it out, and you'll be like, "Oh no, but that should be up higher." But oh no, and I think we just have so much stuff fighting for this number one spot, and it really does take time and learning and just listening to your mind when you're at an event or you're doing something where you're like, "Do you know what?" 
I shouldn't be here right now or this is a waste of my time and just remember that and think Do you know what next time I'm not going to say yes and there's been certain things that I've decided actually as much as I would love to do stuff like that that's not for me right now so um just only occasionally not very often but um I'll get asked if I could speak on a panel about marriage or about I don't know something <laughs> else but I'm like I would love to do that like that's amazing but that's not me right now and that's not what I'm meant to be doing I don't feel like that's what God's put in my hands for me to look after and carry for this season maybe one day that will be what I'm meant to do but I know that for now my conviction is being able to speak into the next generation of teenage girls and let them know that they are loved by God and that their identity is in him not in anything else Mm -hmm. and I don't want anything to take away from my energy in doing that because it is like you can just get sapped dry by everything (laughs) Yeah, and it's like you kind of started that off with, we are such an ideas generation. And it can, I think we're a real generation of starters and we start stuff and then it kind of fizzles out and we don't really do anything with it. But actually I think things often become effective when you actually kind of stick in, stick at it and just kind of carry on. Cause I'm sure as you would probably have experienced in the early stages of starting Girl Got Faith, it probably didn't feel as kind of responsive and engaging as how you're now running it now. So kind of, I guess what helped you Obviously, probably your faith helped you in those first few kind of months of starting it. But what did that journey look like for you at the very start? It's weird. I think at the start, I was probably looking at it more in a longevity kind of way. Like I was fired up. I had all these ideas. I was ready to go. And the simple things seemed like big ideas back then. So it was like creating a website was like massive. <laughs> But now I'm like, that's the basics. But so I think it's actually weird because I think people can see that, oh, if you've got something that you've got people following or you've got good engagement or something, you're like, oh, that must be so, so much easier to keep your passion going because you're really seeing people impacted. But actually, in a way, it's harder because you then start to have this pressure of like oh my gosh what if I can't maintain this and thinking I've always got to do something more and yeah like you said we we start stuff but often we quit halfway and we don't see it through and I think yeah it's it's so important to know why you're doing what you're doing not and that I just think if we're doing things for our own personal gain I just don't think they're going to last I think it has to be something that is for the greater good and for other people. Because even like some of the biggest business people, you'll be like, they're so selfish, like they just want loads of money. But actually, like they want an opportunity to express their creativity and create good customer experiences because they care about their customers, like Richard Branson and all the stuff that he's created. And it's like, he I don't think he would get to where he is today if, all of it was just about him but it is his passion to see people happy and enjoying themselves and having great experiences um so yeah I would say like I think it's probably been harder for me in the latter part of my journey than it was at the beginning Mm -hmm. I love that thank you for sharing that and I think it's yeah I just lost my thought tangent there but I'm sure I was just gonna say that that was a really good point and I enjoyed it (laughs) 
fun <laughs> when you started talking about richard branson my head just went off and thinking about how great his instagram and twitter is i was like he's really cool i really like richard branson <laughs> but that is a real shift in um how kind of the world of marketing is moving isn't it if actually people want to see the real face behind things and they want to connect with that and see what kind of goes into it which i think is cool um so I guess just to end it off, if there's someone listening and they kind of love what you're doing and maybe have a passion for something like Girl Got Faith and they want to start something, what would your kind of piece of advice or giveaway be to them? Cool. Well, I hope, first of all, that I haven't scared anyone off because I think I've spoken <laughs> I've spoken about some of the negatives um, and some of the difficult times, but actually there are some incredible moments and starting something, being an entrepreneur and having all these, these ideas is both a burden and a blessing. But when it's a blessing, it's like the best thing ever. Um, so for anybody that is wanting to start something, I would say write it down. I heard a quote once, which I don't actually know if it's true, but it says if you write something down, it's 80% more likely to happen. Um, so if you have any ideas that you've even just been thinking about whilst you're listening to this, just jot it down now and build on that and see, you'll write down loads of stuff sometimes if you're anything like me and loads of it will be like, oh no, that's never going to work, but there will be something that sticks. And then from there, I guess, chat to people about it, get people's ideas. Um, but also if you are really sure of something and you're like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do this. There will be people that maybe are like, no, that's never going to work. There were three people specifically that said to me, that's never going to work when I told them my idea of Girl Got Faith. And I was just like, nope, I'm going to prove you wrong. And I did it anyway. But it was because I was so sure of what I wanted to achieve. But I think if I was uncertain in any way, that would have really put me off. So I think do chat to people, but be wise about who you're talking to. Um, and kind of, yeah, be sure in what you want to achieve and what you want to do. Um, write a mission statement or a vision statement. Look beyond the next year and think about what will, what will this look like in five years. Um, and then, yeah, just do what you can. Watch loads of YouTube tutorials. You can literally learn everything. Um, and, yeah, just keep learning. Never, ever stop learning and stay humble. So I'd love to ask you, because obviously you've got a lot going on in your life. You're married, you do a full-time job, you've got this kind of project of Girl Got Faith. What kind of inspires you? Who do you look for for inspiration? What kind of books do you like? What do you like to listen to? Tell us a bit more about kind of what you ingest and what kind of helps you to do what you're doing now. Yeah, well, um, recently I've got into Suits. <laughs> love that Netflix. Totally random. But it really inspires me because they work so hard. They work all the hours of the day and they never get tired. And I know that it's not real, but it always inspires me because I think you always have a little bit more time than what you think you've got. Like if you just didn't watch that program for three hours, you'd have an extra moment. Um, so yeah, suits. I love suits. Um, I love reading books that are kind of like I really like self-help books or books about faith I'm not that great with um story books um I always get confused is it fiction or non-fiction if it's fake I used to get confused with this because I was like surely if it's fiction it should be real and non-fiction should be not true but yeah. non-fiction is real and fiction is not true <laughs> okay so fiction <laughs> fiction I don't read that much of 
Um, but I do like it. But I, I would usually do that on like holiday on when I'm on holiday or something. But yeah, my day to day, um, I like to read. Yeah, inspirational help books. So at the moment, I'm reading um, Talk Like Ted. Um, which is really good and there's loads of little stories in there which I love um and then I guess who inspires me well my mum is like the biggest inspiration for me ever mums um, are amazing they are aren't mums. they yeah like she my mum has always been just like so solid and <laughs> so solid <laughs> so solid. um and she's just been great and she's always so full of life and so fun and just brings such joy into every situation but even recently she a few years ago she started a women's group at her church and it's just grown and grown and now they have like over a hundred people going to their women's meetings that's unreal she just started it with her friend and it inspires me so much because she's obviously a lot older than I am I'm not going to say she's old um (laughs) she'll kill me um but she's older than me and probably at a stage of life where you would think oh you're not going to be like starting loads of ideas and new things now but nothing stops her she's just like well I'm just going to do it and I really love that and I think it inspires me to just don't let anything hold you back don't let the norm and what people expect of you be your story just do what you want to do when you want to do it thank you for listening in on this conversation today i hope that you found that a good episode to listen in on um you will notice i didn't properly end the episode at the end with emma in honest i just totally forgot to i was so engrossed in conversation and hearing what she had to say that i completely forgot to have an official ending so i'm very sorry if that upset you but hey the content was really great so the ending is irrelevant yeah (laughs) Thank you. But I hope you enjoyed that episode. I know that hearing more about Emma and her story, I found super inspiring and encouraging and kind of how honest and positive her approach is to life and work just really inspired me. So I hope that you enjoyed that. And if off the back of this, you want to connect more with Girl Got Faith and Emma, you can find all the relevant links over at the show notes, which is at alicebenham.co.uk forward slash podcast. So go and check out those show notes. From there, you can connect with Girl Got Faith's website, their Instagram and Emma's Instagram. So go and check all of those links out, connect more with what Emma's doing. And yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, thank you so much for listening and tuning in. I would love to connect with you further. So come and find me over on Instagram. I'm at alice underscore Benham and I'll speak to you soon.